This time, Unknown Not the Mind Probe, episode number 64, Body Double Trouble. Welcome to No Not the Mind Probe. Oh. This is German. This is German. Let's keep hit us. German Mind Probe. Very German. You so have to do a perfect German accent through the whole thing. A very a mind and problem. Are <laughs> <laughs> you enjoying the Mind Probe? Mm. Uh, do you ever watch the Craig Ferguson's uh, old one where they do the perfect German accent? Now and then, but it's not on anymore. But, <laughs> Say it know, again I for just... my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, yes, it has reached its welcome. Um, I can I can do a perfect German accent for a while, and it's very useful on Lufthansa flights. They love it. <laughs> uh, but uh, while you're on Lufthansa traveling, if you are, uh, you may want to just tune into this podcast, which is what this is. Um, it's where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 37 amazing years actually 36 amazing years one eh, year that was, that was the 90s it was just didn't go so well <laughs> my name is porter mason john's been asking me to watch doctor who for 25 fine years i don't yeah, know i, I, I okay. can't i have to yeah. really on average <laughs> if, if i averaged them all out i think have, do you not fine. have a, a ranking a year ranking that you do a, a spreadsheet that you keep up <laughs> <laughs> just on december 31st i'm like mm, 8.3 all right moving on uh each episode of this podcast which again carried in every Lufthansa yeah. seat you can yeah. get us you just plug in it. the headset you'll get us do you uh, want the Mind Probe podcast? It is on Channel 4. I'm having some difficulty getting the Mind Probe podcast to work. <laughs> Why someone... is the Mind Probe podcast not on the channel? <laughs> it's such a great Welcome. accent. It's so wonderful. It's such a beautiful language. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> I know, I, so that was my language in high school. I took German. So that was just my experience with learning another language of German. And, so all the things that people find like weird and off putting about German, I, they don't strike me. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, that's just how it is. Like the whole, they're really big on their compound words, you know? Mm -hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. some of them. Passed... The street names are crazy. Anything right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's like, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, there's, there's just how they do it. Like it's not any weirder than, than anything else. Right. But yeah. um, uh, anyway, yeah. uh, German this podcast, normally not in German, <laughs> but we'll see. Hey. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are going to the new series in order, <laughs> and uh, a doctor who sommelier, John... Fine person. Fine person. <laughs> will find pairing with classic story. Uh, so, John, what do we have in store for this episode? Why uh, are we doing this crazy what accent? What is happening? Uh, we are watching... Uh, well, we're going to the... As I think I mentioned at the end of the last podcast, the worryingly titled... I think when you're when you're seeing this <laughs> coming down the pike, the worryingly titled, Let's Kill Hitler. Uh, so this is a, this season was broken up weirdly into halves. And so we, we just had the... the it was the mid-season mid finale. finale. And then we had a, a few months, I think, if I recall, when it happened. And now we have picked up again with the mid-season premiere, which I mean, I guess American shows do that, right? You have the sort of you go to the holiday, right? There's sort of like you go to Christmas or the, the sort of a mid-season. But none of that exists anymore, so it's hard to remember. I don't think maybe it does. No, I, if I you know. in my old people shows on CBS, uh, okay. they still definitely <laughs> do some mid-season stuff. Uh, you got to you amp up to that, and then you come back down again. And then you now with those shows, do they do they send you a hot cup of tea <laughs> so you can have them while you're watching? You got You each you have a, a, a shawl. different shawl for each yeah. show. Yeah, you have a specially designed. <laughs> so my good doctor shawl, and then I put on my NCIS shawl. Oh. It's Great. Um, but this Let's Kill Hitler, it's got it's got the Doctor, the Eleventh Doctor, it's got Amy, it's got Rory, it has surprise, Ruhr Song. Oh what? weren't expecting that one. And it has Hitler uh mm -hmm. in a surprisingly sensitive role uh turn. Not not Hitler, an actor playing Hitler, I should say. It does not actually they did not get Hitler, <laughs> obviously too bad. Oh, what if we could get Hitler? <laughs> that would be an amazing yeah, you'd be the perfect guy. Um uh we we have fun about Hitler. Uh and then I've paired that so in this in this one there are little duplicate people who do are body doubles and I've paired this with another a classic shapeshifter episode. This is a Tom Baker, Sarah Harry and the Brigadier uh, episode uh, Terror of the Zygons. 
All right, let's recap these episodes here. We're going to start with, I had asked John, we've done 63 episodes, <laughs> and I asked him prior to the show, do we start with the new one or the let's, old let's, one? Let's mix it up a little bit to start with the new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so we start with right, the, right. the new series. All right, it still seems wrong because time-wise, <laughs> the classic series came before, so why wouldn't we start with oh, the, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, but we Wait, don't, we, apparently. We go back and re-edit all the old <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. This is story number 219 of about 299 Doctor Who television stories. It is series six, episode eight. We mentioned it's Amy, uh, a very uh, Rory with, this is like a bit of a hero turn for Rory a couple times in this episode. I'd forgotten, as a, we'll talk about this, I'd forgotten as a great Rory just, I'm loving Rory right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Rory high. Yep. Um, and the 11th Doctor, and yeah, River plays a big part. Hitler, but not a lot of Hitler. Um, no, just no. a little Hitler. No, no. Just a touch of Hitler. And we'll find out why in this clip. Yeah. And we got a, a little clip right here. Oh, sorry, the 27th of August, 2011 is when it aired. Wow. And here's... <laughs> Sit still. Shut up. Are you okay? Yes, 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 yes I'm, I'm fine. fine. I think he missed. He was going to kill me. Shut up, Hitler. Rory, take Hitler and put him in that cupboard over there. Now, do it. Right. Putting Hitler in the cupboard. Cupboard. Hitler, Hitler, cupboard. Right. I am the Fuhrer. Right. In you go. Who are you? <laughs> Shut up, Hitler has got to be one of the great, the great Put Hitler in the cupboard. Put Hitler in the cupboard, Rory. Uh, all right. Wait, there's knocking coming to the cupboard. It's like, well, there's probably Hitler in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Hitler. Uh, and we really we don't see him after that point, right? No, yeah, he's just yeah. locked in the cupboard for the rest of the episode, which is okay. probably the right move. I mean, you didn't, uh, right? Yeah, you, you didn't want again. You didn't, as I mentioned in the last one, you don't want like a redemption arc and people be like, you know, that's <laughs> not the worst guy that I've ever thought of. <laughs> okay, so Amy and Rory, yeah, uh, there's a lot of plot coming at you. Smash cut. Yeah, um, Amy and Rory make a crop circle, and I kind of forget how we left them, but they, they get a crop circle, so the doctor. Uh, of and they spell out doctor right so he finds them um i i guess they were separate i don't remember them being separated at the end well, so, uh, remember so we found out who river was yeah uh, and then the doctor was like giggly and like whoo we and then Whoo, and then got on the tardis and disappeared okay and How did then they get... I, it didn't just left them all there so they got back to Somehow Earth. Somehow they got back to Earth, and they haven't seen him for a while, and they're trying to attract his attention. So this becomes a thing now where they try to attract his attention by doing things, and, and or he attacks it like, in history. So yes, tries to attract his attention. Okay, so anyway, Doctor arrives in the TARDIS, um, and then Amy and Rory's friend Mel shows up, who I think they do a really funny job of basically saying, because now the, the Doctor's, one of their best friends, has yeah. known them for years. And he's like, who's Mel? <laughs> they're like, oh, it's our best mate. You know, he's we've known him forever. And they do a briefly, well, they do a brief thing of showing her kind of throughout the years. Yeah. She's always causing trouble. And in this time, and this is how we get to the title, but we do, it is, I think it's a pretty decent justification where she's like, you're here. We've got a time machine. Let's kill Hitler. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's what everyone says. You know, I want to go back in time and. It's and kill Hitler. This hasn't happened yet in the 20, uh, 25 right. years or, 20, or uh, almost 50 years of Doctor Especially Who. Especially like in, in the 60s and 70s, you think they would explore yeah. like okay. alternate World War II timelines. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot to take on. So they head back there. This doesn't really come into play, but all, then Mel, uh, their friend, shoots the TARDIS. So it kind of yeah. goes out of control. That doesn't <clears throat> really... I don't know why they exactly did that, but anyway, why it crashes into the Hitler's right. office, but yeah. it causes no problems later on. Really. Yeah. Okay, so they're there, and what we see right before they get there is that there's a crowd of people, like hundreds of people, inside a robotic humanoid figure that's able to take the shape of different people and things. Yeah, and clearly, what we're seeing is this is a there. There is a plot underway to kill Hitler mm -hmm. with this robot. Um. They're about to get there. He's dressed up as one of his top generals. I don't know if it's meant to be Goebbels or something in particular. Yeah, but I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and this robot is about to extinguish Hitler. And then that's when the TARDIS crashes through and knocks, knocks that robot over. Um, bunch of stuff happens. Which uh, is historically accurate, by the way. That is, <laughs> that is what happened, point. right. <laughs> they, really they wove that together. It was failed by the doctor. Yeah. Um, a bunch mm. of stuff happens. Uh, Hitler 
then tries to shoot at them, actually shoots Mel instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I think it's have... actually Mel's. I believe it's Mel's. Oh, Mel's. Okay. Yeah. They have, Rory... this is what I mentioned, Rory kind of taking a star turn here a couple times. First of all, before even this time, here's here's all, here's all uh, several of Rory's just sort of like, he's now an alpha move here. Yeah. When the doctor shows up, he has to go like, am I allowed to yeah. hug Amy? Is that all right? He's like, yeah, permission, permission granted. granted. Yeah. Yeah. And then later when, when uh, they're all kind of in, shock of hitler waiting for some stuff to happen rory just walks around and punches hitler takes his gun and disarms him that's kind of great shut up um, hitler. Sh- shut up hitler um so okay we get that this kind of happens uh mel regenerates mel mm-hmm. regenerates into river yeah now okay. were you shocked were you a gog at this well Immediately when they said Mel's, I was like Melody mm. and River. I mean, I was like yeah, at least thinking yeah. that, and I did think it was odd that she had been there mm. forever. It happened very quickly, but I wasn't. I guess just because I had made this random <gasps> connection, I wasn't totally shocked. But also, we had just left her. It seemed like sure. Yeah, why wouldn't she come back? And it's interesting. It is um. That's uh, an interesting point. So it is interesting. It does happen all very quickly. So you wonder if even Stephen Moffat was like, yeah, this is pretty obvious. People are going to if you give people too much time to think about it, they're going to totally pick this up. And I think he clearly wanted it to be a surprise. Like, I was also more distracted that Mel's was also named Mel, similar to um, Scary Spice Mel. And so I was and she kind of looked a little like Scary Spice. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, the people in the robot are seeing all this happen and also saying, oh, well, actually, there's another great murderer we could catch here, mm. um, and we could stop the doctor from being killed by by River Song. Classic say, robot dilemma. Yep. No, we can't do this because the doctor dies in 2011. What we saw before they had, when the astronaut shot him mm-hmm. that that has happened. It's a fixed point in time, which we've discussed a little bit in some previous episodes yeah. in the Matt Smith era. Trust me, it's coming back. <clears throat> and what happens? Um, River keeps trying to kill the doctor keeps trying to kill the doctor has just regenerated that's the only thing she knows is that she's trying to kill the doctor she doesn't actually know who she is yet she doesn't even know she's she, she's river song um, right because she's the, she's the child so remember at the end of the astronaut one you had the child in the street who started to regenerate yeah. and then she must have become mel's and then mel's looks for her parents although the interesting thing is well, if she's weird. mel's how did she grow up with them but I mean, I guess well, we've never seen the doctor and, like wander. But how did she know to go after Roy and Amy if she didn't know she was River Song? I guess she must have known who her parents were. That's an interesting. Mm. But also, do time wards, if they regenerate as a kid, do they then age as that kid? Because that's what happened. Like, uh, well, so, uh, it's it's not 100 percent clear, but based on it's like so, yes, you, you get older within your time span. Um, so it's possible William Hartnell was a 10 year old and then became just kept growing into him. Like, so the doctor, apparently one thing that has mentioned is the doctor burns through regenerations very quickly. Like most of the time lords are like, Hey, we're 15,000 years old because they've all lived full. Each regeneration is a full lengthy life. The doctor keeps falling off of telescopes or getting shot and <laughs> turning into things. And then like, Oh, now you have to. Yeah. So, so I think there is, yeah. So she's potentially, she could have aged at a normal rate. Although I do love, there's a little throwaway line uh, where she is, she's still regenerating right in the Nazi shooter. And she's like, She's still got the regeneration energy, so she doesn't get hurt. And I think at one point she comments like, "Oh, I think I'll just uh, I'll I'll slowly take the age down each year just to mess with you." Because accounting for the fact that you know uh, uh, she's getting right. older, the actress is getting older, even if she's going right. to be playing the character. Anyway. But then we've seen her clever, younger clever, self clever Stephen before. Um, you okay, well, anyway, so the, the doctor and her have a little fight scene, but they know everything about each other. But then she ultimately has given him a kiss and given him some poison. So the doctor is now dying. And then Amy and Rory and River are taken inside the machine, right? Uh, River, or... uh, she escapes to go cause right, havoc. Right, right, right. Cool and then Rory, again, another great Rory moment where he punches the guy, gets on the motorcycle, and Amy's like, do you know how to ride a motorcycle? And he says, I expect so. It's been that kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, oh, Rory's like an action hero now. Like, Rory's, you know... And I don't know... It's a, it's a wonderful performance by Arthur Darville, uh, but it is also... I, I think it is... I don't know how deliberate Stephen Moffat was. Like, Rory's the kind of action hero, like, 
Rory doesn't look like like Alan Richson in Reacher or something like that. Who's right. like jacked and we just Rory looks like we could conceivably look if we put any effort into our lives. Uh and <laughs> like, okay, we could be Rory. Like there's something there's an every man quality to Rory yeah. and Arthur Darville's performance that's it's really funny. good that sells it and it makes it sell it, it's funny, but it also makes you root for him. Yeah, I'm a huge Rory fan at the moment. By the way, we also got to see how Rory and Amy fell in love which is oh, that right. Rory was basically just like friend zone. her little friend zone hanger on for yeah. years who she assumed was gay. <laughs> and then they and then finally Mel's forced the issue and said like, well, you guys are going to be together. And she's like, no, no, no. Rory's gay. And he's like, I'm not gay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, then they they get together you know, um, a, little, a way out of the friend zone. It, it feels like I don't know. You've seen all of coupling. Was there a coupling episode where this happened? It just feels like it's Stephen Moffat has used that plot point before. I don't know. There, there, like, uh, the, the friend zone had already been entrenched in some other show maybe friends yeah. um mm-hmm. and so they didn't talk about it in that same way but they did they did mm-hmm. they do talk mm-hmm. about like getting stuck um right, so rivers out terrorizing nazis yeah um, so then yeah. uh mm-hmm. they head after her but then ultimately the robot changes into amy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then that is when they suck the, and 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 sucks in Amy and right. Rory into them and 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 metal grants, jellyfish. Yeah, well, right. They have the little metal, metal jellyfish inside that are the antibodies of the body. So, mm-hmm. like that, anyone who comes in are just killed and are given wonderful warnings about like you're about to die. It may sting a little, and then you will be dead. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll your life will be extinguished. Yeah. Stephen, having a great time, Stephen, on about there. So, but they're they're given the green light to say like, no, we're actually not going to kill you. Um, a bunch of stuff happens like they're given some control over what to do with river because they're her parents um and the doctor is going back and forth about trying to heal himself and then trying to i he he gets we get some information about the silence um so you can talk some more about this but ultimately what happens is the doctor does die again mm. <laughs> the doctor's dying all the this time will happen um and Can not happen. regenerating. No. And then the River gives him some of her life force. Um, she can't regenerate again. That's the key, right? So it's interesting. Right. Like, he established she can regenerate, but then immediately it was like, now she can't. She's used to all of her The life doctor force. tells her something, assuming something about being in love with her. Or just something yeah, like they that. were married, I think. Is like, right. And then so she finally, and then she's finally told. But they could have told her way earlier that she's River's song. And somehow they... They dance around it. Even the way they told her was sort of like, you want to know who you are? Yeah. Let me change the robot into who you are. And then you're, so, so it's like, or you can just say who she is. But then, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and once she realizes this, she's just killed him and then says, I'm going to give my yeah. my regenerations to you to, to bring you back. Yeah. And she does. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of plot. Um, right. It's, it's, but it's lots of clever stuff with, river having time traveled and being here and not being there um lots of fun with like unchained river too Uh, well it's another great it's another classic stephen moffat in the sense of there are about six story ideas in here the justice serving robots that travel through time (laughs) like you could have done oh really Uh, who are they where do they come from that could be interesting um you've got uh you know obviously they're back in nazi germany uh you've got river uh, as mel i mean you could have actually done i I was actually i was actually shocked when uh, when mel's regenerated because uh, in part because i didn't i did not pick up that it was going to be river but also because i was like Oh, that was a cool. It was an interesting character who might have actually been. I thought she Mel's was going to be like in the TARDIS for like three or four episodes. It's like, nope, she's out. She's gone. Uh, By the way, <laughs> he also gets the. There's a cool moment where he's in the TARDIS and talking to some things. He he activates what's called the voice interface of the TARDIS, where he oh, sees yeah. a hologram interpretation of the voice interface. And first, I think he sees himself, yeah. and then he's saying like, "No, I want to see someone I trust or something and like that." Rose. Like, so we no. go through all the companions and all basically all the past companions. He's like, no, no, no! I have too much guilt about them. And then, um, little, little Amy Pond mm-hmm. comes up. The first and face, he's like, face that's good. Like, okay. <laughs> and um, I just thought that was an interesting moment to, for him to have a moment with each of the past companions. Yeah. And then, um, a little psychological. Yeah. No, but this is this is a very again, Steve Moffat just throwing out ideas left, right, and center. She could do a whole series on. Uh, and just like, oh no, nope, I'm done with that now. Moving on. Um. <laughs> It uh it is a um as we mentioned uh well 
the hit, let's talk about the Hitler of it all. Uh, <laughs> this is not a character you bring into a show lightly. Or you, I mean, I think again, all we knew was the title. Um, I was certainly spoiler free about this. Um, uh, and it is sort of just like, ugh, and then you, maybe that'll be a metaphor. And then they crash into Berlin. <laughs> so not a metaphor. Um, uh, and I think he gets away with it because you can't make light of Hitler, but at the same time, he is just kind of a comic relief in this. The doctor does get sort of a moment of right, like the British, that's right, Hitler, the British are coming or whatever. Um, and then they punch him and put him in the closet, uh, which is probably about all you could, all you could do with him. <laughs> I don't know. You couldn't make him. You can't make him a character because it's 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 impossible to do anything with him as a writer, right? You can't. You cannot make him a character because he's got to be unrepentantly, un, unswervingly evil. Again, there's no way you could be like mm, maybe you know there might have been a little good in him, right? It's like no, he no, he definitely committed genocide, which really takes you into the into a whole new realm. Uh, <laughs> and um, so that was really, so. I thought handle as well as he could. Uh, there was so infamously there is a um, there is a quote. Uh, we'll get to Day of the Daleks coming up. It's the third Doctor story. Um, uh, it's, I think it's maybe the only other sort of real mention of Hitler. Um, and uh, some character says something, and it's some paraphrasing basically of something that Hitler said. And the Doctor says, "Oh yes, I remember who said that. Oh, um, what was the Bounder's name? Ah, Hitler. That's it." And everyone's like, ooh, he wasn't just a rakish, you know, like, oh, that Hitler guy. I remember him. No, uh, the should be righteously angry about him. Uh, and so Matt Smith gets to do a little of that, but I think you got to get rid of him very quickly. Um, there is a lot of plot, but did you think, uh, so uh, we talked about the opening story, the two-parter with Nixon. We were all left hanging. Uh, then we get to the mid-season finale again a lot of plot still kind of left hanging did you think this was, i i think this was watching now in order i'm like okay this is a good it does pick up it's like okay i've left all these story threads i'm gonna pick up on them like if they'd just been somewhere else doing something and they didn't even mention anything that happened that in the previous stories it would have been like okay come on but this at least does pick up the story it's like okay here's river she's an assassin we've learned this about her we know she's really named a child. Like I, I, I felt like it was a satisfying moving forward from the last story. Did you? Yeah. I still am a little confused about the larger silence. Right. Plot yeah, coming. Yeah. But um, in terms of the aspects of the plot that were moved along this episode, I, I was really satisfied with it. In fact, what I think is um, I didn't, and I didn't think too much about this. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I, I probably, would have been more disappointed. It doesn't follow through on the name Let's Kill Hitler in no, any way, no. shape, or form. Um, I think, to your point, it's a good thing that that isn't a major part of the, of the yeah. plot. So, But I could imagine you being like, you know, like this episode, if you're going to put that title on there, we got to do something more than this. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just in the first five minutes. But um, so setting that title aside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked. I thought. I thought the this was a really interesting move forward to the plot. We learned, uh, I, in some ways, like we learned a lot about River. Like River, we're, River's now at a new place. Like we have yeah. like heard a new place. We know more about this fixed point in time. Do the robot assassins ever come back? I thought that was an interesting. I am not going to say any more on that. Oh, okay. Because just... that seemed like a, a fruitful thing of like. Well, I feel like they would run into the doctor if you have yeah. these little justice robot, people inside a thing. Yeah, robot cops Seems going like through, going yeah. throughout history trying to fix things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and think? I, also remind it would remind me a lot of uh, Torchwood. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, it does pick up the story. So I, um, yes, I like how it moves the plot along. Yes, but it, I so I don't know. This is just an impression I have, which is it's just like okay, it's. It's not. It doesn't hang together as a as a as a single or as a story. I mean, obviously, it's picking up on threads from other things. It's just like this weird, like hallway story. Like it's like a transition from point A to point B. Uh, and I think you're saying, like, maybe it's the title that throws me off because, like, all right, well, like, so to me, like, a good sort of serial story that still fits within an arc would be that you could watch it independently and totally know what's going on, but it all it has an interesting independent story. Uh, so, it, you know, that, that if you did this 
right, quote unquote, right. I mean, I'm not Stephen Moffat, but <laughs> you were like, um, it would be like, oh, I, there's a girl who needs to be rescued uh, from the Nazis and the doctor's going to, that's going to be playing out while all this other larger story arc stuff is going on around it. And Hitler's there, I don't know, doing something. Uh, and, uh, and, and like, that's the, this, this is how I, this is how I storyboard, by the way. If, if I was in a writer's room, I'd be like, and then Hitler's <laughs> doing something. And then there's a girl and stuff. But like, right. I mean, there'd be like some independent story that you could become invested in that is totally separate from the overarching story uh, arc of the season, Um, which I feel like how Doctor Who's generally approaches. This is definitely like you got to know who everybody is, what's going on, who, why River's significant. Uh, It it is very much just like it is. You got to we got to get them from A to B. Um, which is why we will, and you know, we'll see this next week um, or two weeks. Uh, the next story is totally, really jarring because it's just like forget it. All the running blood is just done, right? <laughs> don't even mention it. Um, oh, really? It doesn't yeah, move any of yeah, that along. The, the next one, Night Terrors, is just like nah, now they're just traveling around the TARDIS, um, and there's a reason for that. But anyway, it's weird. Uh, but um, yeah, this is this is clearly like all right, folks. The story for the season. This is going to be the advancing the story story. Um, and, uh, it is weird. It's a weird, it's, it's, it's an odd story. Um, it's also, again, I know rewatchability is not everyone's most important aspect, but for me, it's like, okay, there's no, there's just information here, right? There's just, this is, this is information about the storyline and it's entertaining. It's entertainingly, uh, shown. It's very funny. And I love that there's a very almost Sherlock style, um, where they're, we keep outwitting each other. I'm like, she's like, ah, yeah. I'm going to shoot you with the gun. He's like, oh, I've taken the bullets out of the gun. She's like, ah, I'm going to shoot. And he's like, it's a banana instead of a gun. That's very clever yeah um, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's it's entertainingly cool. done well why don't we move on to our classic story uh speaking of a plot that just runs in place yeah terror of the zygons it is season 13 <clears throat> story one and this aired the 30th of august through the 20th of september so really the whole month of september in 1975 mm-hmm. you were watching terror of the zygons yeah, that's what that, you were if doing if you were alive in 1975 this is what you were doing it's basically what was happening yeah and you probably went um to work. Maybe. You uh, were watching a four-parter, and we got the fourth Doctor you mentioned, uh, Sarah, uh, Harry, um, and the Brigadier. Uh, and now this is, we're outside of the regular appearances of the Brigadier, yeah, so we haven't seen them in like a year. So right? they have not actually shown up since Robot. The last time we would have seen them was Robot. Which, which right, was about a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Okay, so, and then we have a clip here, so let's play this little clippery. A little gem. Yeah. Sharp. Uh, Your Grace. I really don't think we should just walk in unannounced. Well, there's nobody to announce us, is there? Well, most of the staff have left and gone to work for the oil company, and I can't say I blame <laughs> My family has served this country for seven centuries, but that seems not to count these days. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you are. Perhaps you'd explain this intrusion. Nobody opened the front door. I see. You have some reason for calling? Yes. Well? Brigadier? Yes? Well, tell him. Oh, yes. Um, well, sir, the the fact is... The fact is what? Uh, we have reason to believe there's something rather unusual in the lock. Loch Ness? Yes, sir. Don't tell me you found the monster. As it happens, Your Grace, that's just what we do need. There we go. All right. The monster... It's a um, deeply Scottish accent. All right, so I'll <laughs> recap this fairly simply, and then John can add lots of things. To me, this feels like a story I've seen on Doctor Who several mm-hmm, times before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're first of all we're in Scotland, so there's lots of Scottish jokes the whole yep. time, uh, and I just think it's really funny how the English treat the Scots. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, you cute little people up here!" Like they sort of uh, they're they're very sweet with them. What's they're, delightful is they basically they pat them on like, the head. They're like, okay, we're in Scotland. The doctor and the brigadier, uh, the, the doctor's in a little hat, the brigadier's in a kilt, and there's some bagpipe music playing. Boom, Scotland. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, lots of stuff happening. Uh, there's, of course, an alien race who's uh, submerged under the water who appear to be wearing Jim Carrey's costume from the live action uh, Grinch Who Stole Christmas hmm. with some octopus suckers uh stuck on all over them oh wow i never you're right the, the it face looks exactly looks, like it the yeah, face looks exactly like is, it that is i'd never thought of that and these are the zygons led Woo. by their leader 
Bruton. Bruton. It's Bruton. So then this is a similar alien story, which is we were stranded here yeah. centuries ago. Mm-hmm. We kind of just hung out. Yeah. But then we we realized now we've realized a couple centuries later, um, no one's coming for us. Everything um, or, or no, their home planet got destroyed. So I guess we'll take over the Earth if we got no, nothing else I, to do. I like to think that they're in a little <laughs> Zygon boardroom and there's people like making presentations and they're like, mm, I don't know. Let's you know what? I think we need to ideate this plan a little bit more. Yeah, and then they yeah, just yeah. go back in and they're like, uh, and like, can you believe Broton? I was like, I know. Should he be in charge of this place or not? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, so, yeah. So basically they get bored after being here for a few centuries. <laughs> and they're like, let's just take over Earth and yep. terraform it. Time to take over um, the Earth. By the way. They may okay. So the spoiler to this plot, they they don't succeed. But here's what they wanted to do: they wanted to heat the earth. Yeah. Okay. Past all comprehension, and then add like weird chemicals into the seas. Yeah. And and lakes. So yeah. Maybe the Zygons have taken yeah. over. It might be that they've won. <laughs> I feel like if Stephen Moffat were still writing Doctor Who, that would be a story we'd be watching. Right now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, among other things they can do, they can shape shift and create body doubles. Um, and as long as they 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 need to have they have to have the person. Yeah. Yeah, they have to have the person to print the body. Print. So um, they cannily uh grab some humans that they want to um they want to mimic in order to take over the earth including of course the head of the scotland energy commission that would be that would be the place you would start you know you'd want to start there um and then they part of the plot is they have a little sea creature a little guy who um they brought with them and then they just they decide the scares and they're mm-hmm. they're gonna they add they add some robotic elements to it and they mm-hmm. they grow it really big and hey mm-hmm. that's the Loch Ness monster it's been growing in Loch Ness this whole I time. I mean it's even more it's actually it's, it's wonderfully sort of grotesque is that that it's throw a line but they actually they drink the milk of it it's it's a Ugh. cybernetic creature from their planet and it produces lactic fluid that they drink so the zygons are suckling off of the the teats of the scatterson oh by the way <laughs> later on macabre. later on they reveal that you know um their home planet was destroyed and before that happened there was like refugee fleets that left. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to call others here. But later on when they're like, we're going to take over the earth and we're going to completely terraform it. And the doctor's like, there are six of you. Yeah. Like, why do you need to do this? It's the wonderful line where it's like, you have to come out on the balcony every once in a while and wave a tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Baker is having a, a good time in this episode. Um, and, you know, so ultimately, uh, by the way, the way we've uh, part of their plot is to go to the first international energy conference, mm-hmm. which is very important. I don't know what exactly that means. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why this stuff. Is I don't know. Um, but what's really funny is they're like, well, you know, where are they going to go? And then I think Sarah Jane is like, they're going to go to the international energy conference. And who's part of that? Duke, remember, you're on the energy commission. He's like, like you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Scottish Duke is like, oh, I completely forgot. Like, yeah, I'm on a lot of things. Okay, I'm nobility. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what happens? I don't know. The doctor's kind of caught with them. They come in. Uh, we get some great brigadier shooting from the hip mm-hmm, moments mm-hmm. where he shoots Broton and shoots a, a couple. But I love he comes in. by a couple bullets. By the way, he just like completely yeah. stopped by but a the, couple the bullets. The blocking of the scene is is. It's very interesting because the brigadier, like they're in a the basement, like Broton's in the basement, and they burst through the door. The brigadier comes down, and he's he's already sent another soldier around. It's like we're gonna we're gonna have lobster. Claws yeah, you go around him. that side. Yeah. yeah, and he comes in, and he's got a gun trained on him. Yep. And then does nothing, and the other soldier comes in, gets strangled and killed to death. Yeah, he's, he's like, all right, yeah. now I'll shoot you. <laughs> the doctor's also ba- basically killed during that period. Yeah, and he just stands there stoically with like with the gun at his hip. He's been waiting um, for his cue. The man is a professional. Anyway, kills uh, Broton. Rises out of the tent. The Scarison's yeah. still a, an issue, and the doctor uh, basically g- takes the device that yeah. uh, Broton is oh, using to control the Scarison. Heads up throws it out to him he's like here go go get it Stop that. <laughs> like, down okay. down down <laughs> um and then they have a funny little thing which we talked about in doctor who mainly more in the new ones but not the old ones where they're like oh can they tell someone tells a brigadier like can you kind of clean this up and he's like well i can but <laughs> I most, the thames, we all saw. The, yeah, there was a huge monster that came up the thames um 
And then there's a an interesting moment um, where then the doctor's all like, hey, everybody, you want to come back in the TARDIS? I'll give you a lip and lift. And they're like, we're good, actually. We're OK, because <laughs> I think we can assume what's going to happen is they're not going. Well, right. yes. Right. But also it's not going to go to London. It's going to go to right. some other adventure. It's going to be. And that. Harry's like, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm all right. Yep. Yep. Um, and yep. the brigadier is like, I'm way out. I've been I out for years. Yep. And that and was you have the wonderful little Scottish dig that's like, I thought you were a Scotsman man. Uh, about this, right, right, blanket. right. Yeah, this Less is Bridge Stewart. This is an all time classic. This is considered one of the great really? classics of Doctor Who. Um, uh, this is season premiere. Uh, and there's a lot of lasts here. So this is the last, uh, this is the last unit story with the Brigadier. Um, we'll have one more sort of attempt at the unit story, but. Nicholas Courtney wasn't available, so we don't have the Brigadier or any of the other regular cast. So you got Benton, the Brigadier. They're all out. It's the end of them. Uh, this is Harry. Uh, Ian Martyr, the great Ian Martyr, uh, uh, is out. He was only in one season as a companion. Um, I think we mentioned this in the earlier ones. Harry was brought in because they were thinking they might bring in an older actor as the Doctor. And so they need like a young action-y guy. And then Tom Baker came in like, all right, well, he can do all that stuff himself. Uh, so they wrote Harry out. Harry does come back one more time. Um, uh, oh, she guess Benton does come back again too. So I should say, yeah, but um, uh, Harry does come back one more time. But uh, it's a it's a weird story. Um, uh, this is the last of sort of the Pertwee style stories, right? The, you know, he's working for Unit, and they have a problem, and they come in, and it's sort of a it's an interesting sort of reflection on like. You can imagine if the third doctor was in this story, it'd be a completely different story, right? Like it would just happen. Like Tom Baker makes it happen in a very odd way. Um, the Zygons are wonderful. The design is wonderful. Uh, and I love the voice because they don't, they don't like, they're like, I open this door. And I, I like <laughs> that sort of whispery, like, uh, thing. Uh, although I do love, it's a great scene where they capture Harry, uh, and they bring him to the spaceship. And at the beginning of it too, and then Broton, Broton, for no reason, just explains the entire plot. We came to this planet many years ago. And then just explains their entire backstory. Then Harry's just like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, uh, it is, um, there's, oh, there's also, of course, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge. Um, there is a very, uh, now it doesn't seem that strange if you're watching it and don't think about the timing. Um, at one point, the Brigadier speaks to the Prime Minister and says, yes, madam. Uh, and at the time, that was a very funny joke because it's like ah, a woman prime minister, please. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I even notice before, that. That's yeah, funny. it was before Thatcher, uh, uh, well before Thatcher, and they were just like oh, the idea of a woman running the country. And like two years later, she's running the country. Um, so that's one of the great jokes of Doctor. Um, what is delightful about the story is there's. I, I, it's incredibly entertaining. I, I read one of viewers like it's entertainingly running in place for three episodes because it's not until, as you point, sort of point out, the fourth episode where somebody says, Wait, what are the Zygons trying to do? Yeah. Uh, and that's when they discover the Energy Commission thing and then they talk about this thing. And even there, it's still vague. They are, they're just like, Hey, we're Zygons. We exist. We got a monster. We're, uh, the doctor knows too much about us. So we're going to kill him, but it's not, they destroy oil rigs because I guess they're getting too close to the monster. It's not hundred percent clear why they're doing that. They don't really care about the oil rigs, but then yes, then it's just like, like the story is just entertainingly running in place for three and a half episodes. And at the end, so it's like, uh, and then there's a the plot and here you go. Uh, it's this, uh, <laughs> it, it is, but it's so, I think personally, it's so well done uh that you just kind of like okay because it is classic tom baker classic unit classic sort of doctor who 70s doctor who um the Loch Ness monster notorious effect um although it's interesting i think they actually it's quite ambitious um up till the final episode where they, there's one scene where they have it in like stop motion animation going like across a moor and it's like it's not great it's certainly not jurassic park but it's like okay well you know it's like um uh, Harryhausen, right? Those Harryhausen stop motion yeah. films and stuff. It's like, all right, yeah, you know, for for the BBC in the 1970s to try to do like five seconds of stop motion, little thing going across it, that's not bad. Um, the end where it does rise out of the Thames and it's just a little head puppet going like eating. He's cute. I liked him. <laughs> it's just sort of, it is hilarious. Um, uh, but yeah, it's um, uh, this is, I don't know, for whatever reason, this is like comfort food, mm. classic 
seventies Doctor Who, uh, and and it is it is it's one of the ones people remember, right? Because I think of the the Scarison. It's also it's interesting, right? It's remembered by a lot of Doctor Who fans. It's like ah, this is like a great Doctor Who episode in certain ways, uh, but it's also joking. Like there, you know, if you ever have uh, clip shows or shows that are trying to show you, like oh, look how ridiculous the show is. It's often that one of the Scarison sticking its head out of the Thames with like <laughs> the Doctor and Harry are like <laughs> blue screened in front of it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, it is. Uh, uh, and again, I love the the Zygons. I think were supposed to be. Um, uh, they supposed to their their costume was supposed to light up. So their stomachs light. They're supposed to look like embryos a little bit more and stuff like that. Um, but there are some. It's got some really creepy moments. Um, you get Harry gets shot in the head, which is you know, and then you've got yeah, Sarah, that was shocking, right? And you get Sarah kind of like uh, you know menaced by the Zygon at the end of the first episode, uh, and there's a very uh, so it was notoriously edited out. Um, uh, there's the scene where Harry attacks Sarah in the barn. The duplicate Harry, it's, it's got the pitchfork and like attacks her. So, so there are some scary moments. Um, so you starting to see sort of the darker side of this early Fourth Doctor season where they get into this gothic horror kind of stuff. But um, no, it's it's a, it's this one's fondly in my heart to, to tip off. Next section. Introducing the new mind probe synthesizer that we just purchased. <laughs> <laughs> well, so some echoes, some echoes, because we had some. Uh, when, are we, when are we giving uh, the mind probe theremin uh, that you've been practicing for a long time? We are adherents of the repeating themes yeah, here on it. No Not the we Mind are. Probe. We like to talk about things that right. uh, come up and are mm-hmm. threaded through the Doctor Who universe. Time itself. And our own universe. Gossamer threads through history itself. John, what did you want to talk about with these couple All right, episodes? let's talk about how misunderstood Hitler is. Look, I, I think it's time to rip this band-aid off. Society needs to get past it. Um, because he was an artist. No, uh, uh, we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, you're going to talk about Hitler for about a minute and then and abandon it. No, so this thing's kind of interesting here. Is It does come up, people bring this up occasionally. Uh, it's a giant universe. It's an infinite universe. As the Webb telescope has shown us, it is an infinite universe. But we keep re-meeting people, right? We running now. Mel's is river, and river is there, and she's in their lives, and and you know uh, the brigadier uh, is constantly bumps into. And you know, Earth is a big place. You know, I don't constantly bump into a lot of people. I mean, aside from uh, Harris B, who we we won't for his privacy sake, we won't mention that we <laughs> run into that guy, um, a friend of ours, folks. Uh, but so, uh, what do you think about recurring characters, and especially in a long-running series? Right? Does it? Does it? Um, and, and because especially like a series like Doctor Who, or um, uh, you know, um, anything that goes on more than five or six seasons, it's kind of like, all right, you bring these people back. Uh, does that diminish the show? Are we actually we talk, I don't know if we talked about this in either post in the green room or not, but. Um, like uh, we we're talking about the Strange New World show from Star Trek, and like uh, that the the navigator, or whatever she's Khan's granddaughter, and right. someone else is Khan's dry cleaner, and they're just like, oh, look, it's all these people. Like, do you think that? What do you think about that? To shows does, does having these people bring these people back constantly and sort of being like, uh, you know, does it diminish their universe? It's like, oh, this is pretty implausible. Um, and also trying to make it's like, oh, hey, this, hey, have you been watching for 17 years? Because this person's back. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> well, <good." laughs> this is sort of even broader than that. But I was just looking while while we were waiting um, if the Zygons came back because you keep talking about oh, they're a cool mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. And then I see that it looks like they come back a few times. But honestly, not until the new yeah. show, it seems like. So they had this thing. And then they're like, yeah, we'll bring him back in 40 years. <laughs> um, so that's kind of crazy to me. Um, by the way, I also just want to mention that a, a species of parasitic wasp was also named in reference to the Zygons, Keras <laughs> Zygon. So that's oh, just for okay. fun. Um, I don't like, I, I think with long running shows, um, it's referred to as fan service, right? Yeah. Sometimes, not, not always. Sometimes, like, people are just legitimate parts of the plot and they want to bring them back. But sometimes, or actually, even if it's legitimately and well done, sometimes it's thought of as this is actually the impetus was fan service. They did it well, you know, and it was good. But ultimately, 
there's no reason to do this other than to service the fans. Or if it means something to the larger story you're telling. With Doctor Who, it's difficult because it's just an endless story. Like, what what is... I, I don't think if you, for example, if you're Stephen Moffat and you're bringing back a character from even from Russell T. Davies run, are you really are are you making the point to show like, yes, this is what the larger Doctor Who is making. I'm making a point by bringing this person back and telling yeah. something about it. Like, I don't know, maybe. Um, but that seems hard to believe over so many years and decades of shows. And it probably seems more like. They were just fun. Like, why don't we bring them back? Like, that's that's enjoyable. Like, well, why? Yeah. What? Because also, why invent everything new? Like, why not? Like, True. why not have them come back? Yeah, this thing come back. Um, but does it? I mean, does it? I, I don't what know. is it? So, like, I'm I'm looking now. I just had to go. So, I, as folks may know who follow me. Oh, sorry, John. Um, if you could, um, if you could unmute yourself because I accidentally muted you for not a good reason. If you could unmute yourself, I apologize. I cut off your point. If you could go over to Zencaster and press the little microphone button. There we go. Hey, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. That was my fault. Wow. That is the talk about throwing some power around. (laughs) My power power is I can mute you, but I can't unmute you. (laughs) So it's very strange. (laughs) It's very weird. No, I was gonna say I was just looking at it because uh, as as folks know who have ever um, you know if you if you I guess watch me from across the street because I don't know how anyone else know but I, I, I'm currently watching a lot of VR um, uh, and I'm on season uh, fifteen now um, and uh, Jeannie Boulet who's one of the original she wasn't an original cast but she was in the, sort of the early seasons as a recurring character um, she left in season six as a regular returned in season fourteen. Mm. Uh, none of the other actors who was with her were there. She came back right. for like a two episode arc or something like that. And I think even even the character and surprisingly, they did like, oh, what happened to her husband? And oh, she's a kid now. And 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 she was she's a right. really amazing character. She had uh, HIV uh, that she'd gotten from her husband, and, and it was very at the time. And the time this was being shown, it was a very um, brave sort of role to play and all that kind of stuff. Because they made all these references to her, it was like, okay, who is this? are people i guess like a show like er especially as you're wrapping it up people will come back to the show to see what's going on i guess a little bit i don't know if doctor who works like that or not so it's interesting what does fan service as you say what does it do for you it's like oh oh the brigadier is back i'll i guess i'll tune in for that um on the other hand i mean uh, look yeah. i i i the big finish stories like they are now doing a there's now a spin-off uh, unit series with bambira from the seventh the the black brigadier from uh the seventh doctor story that with the merlin story she now has her own series uh mm. like huh huh and she's in one story in 1986 <laughs> or seven like, i mean i guess hey, look at her and like oh yeah all right sometimes yeah. like that you could legitimately say like Hey, there was more there, and we just really never got to it. So yeah, we'd like right. to explore it. Jerry, yeah. um, that's what people generally think about. For example, I to me the one that comes to most to mind from the Star Wars universe is, in my opinion, like Boba Fett. Boba Fett's in the movies, yeah, in the for original like movies, for like a minute. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. and it, well, actually, just like really short in one, and then I think the Empire. He just he has like two lines, and then Jedi. He's yeah, he's killed. They added him more into Jedi, I think, because people yeah. were like. <laughs> intoxicated by this 30 <laughs> seconds and i still don't get it like i don't really understand Porter, it he's wearing I, a helmet i mean <laughs> you know people like helmets i think that actually was part of it is that his toy for empire was very cool and people oh, like well, that something true. like that yeah. but um but then now and then Rocket you know uh, fast forward to you know the uh, last couple of years and now they've made this whole disney plus series about boba fett and really That's expanded true. on him mm-hmm. um and yeah, I mean, like, if you really love the character, I guess it keeps, I guess it keeps you coming back. But you have to hope, you know, where it f- where it fails is when that's all that there is, and it's just. I'm I'm trying to think of them. There were some of the newer Star Trek feature movies mm. that they fell in. If if I'm remem- remembering correctly, fell into a little too much um, fan service. <gasps> Remember, when they just tried to recreate Wrath of Khan. Well, right, there was a there was a. Uh... That's a great example, right? There was a because uh, it was Benedict Cumberbatch was Khan, and there's a moment in the movie because they were. Tra- I remember, there's a whole thing about everybody's like, "Oh, he's going to be Khan," and they're like, "No, he's, he's not going to be Khan. No, he's not. You guys are wrong. He's not going to be Khan." <laughs> and then in the movie, 
yes, there's like a dramatic moment where he goes, I am Khan. And it it's like, okay, great. If you know that um, character is important, then I guess that's, but it it's not <laughs> a dramatic revelation for these people on the screen. <laughs> like, 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 it'd be like if you were just in front of a random group of people and you were like, I am Steven. And they're like, okay. I think, it, uh, are you by Steven? the way, yeah. I think like, a good example of of a completely different way to do this is in the um, probably the first one, maybe both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I don't follow mm. uh, that side of I've, I've never really I've only followed Marvel Comics briefly for a while. And I just followed there's huge swaths of it. Yeah. Right. So I just yeah. kind of followed the X-Men. But they're the place where the Guardians of the Galaxy come from. is this whole cosmic side of Marvel mm-hmm. where. You have all these people, and it's actually very Doctor Who-y. It may be influenced by mm-hmm. that, for all I know. Mm-hmm. At any rate, in Gar- the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy are part of that. And in the movie, they go to essentially a d- couple different places, a jail. I think there's like a, a bar. And in the background, apparently, like if you know uh, the, those Marvel comics, you're just being like pummeled with like, oh, my God, there's so-and-so. There's yeah. so-and-so. There's <laughs> it, it makes no different. Like if you don't know that, right. it's, still, it's not distracting. And it's just sort of like yeah, we're showing you this weird jail and there's this stuff here and it's just setting the mood of this weird jail. But if you do know it, then it's hugely fun and you get to see this little cameo and it scratches that itch. And it maybe gives you some little thing of like, ooh, are these maybe going to be characters like maybe later? Yeah. Um, well, it's know, like so. a little it's like a little dopamine hit. Like, I'm like look yeah. what I did. Like, I, I, I've stuck this out for 47 years <laughs> and there's the Brigadier again. About damn time. Like, but there's a, there's a, it's a dumb thing because it's like, Somehow you feel accomplished. You're like, yeah, yeah, I did it. I did it. I know that guy. I saw that guy originally, right? There is sort of this weird, like, yeah, look what I did. Uh, and it is, but it was interestingly, dramatically, what I, I wonder about the criticism of is like, it, especially in a show like Doctor Who, where you can go anywhere in time and space, anywhere. Mm, right, right. Keep running into the same people over and over again. It's like, oh, that doesn't seem, but at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, but to be so infinite otherwise, it's just like, well, all right. You do. You do want to bring people back. You also are obviously constrained by uh, actors' availability and and who is not men me tooed or who's not that all the other thing. You have to work around a lot of stuff. Well, also you would hope that like you're telling a story, so like you come back to the face of Bo because it ends up being part of this season long yeah. arc or seasons long arc, and that's why we saw the face of Bo because we came back to it, and yeah. that's there was a reason for it. Um, not and not we didn't go back to every single person. We so that was like the second episode we met the face of Bo. Yeah, of the whole right. new series. And we didn't go back. Not the intention they never even thought. Well, I guess they had thought of Jack, but still not. Like I probably did not come up with that thinking that idea. It is interesting. It's let's admire soap operas for a moment because soap operas do this constantly. Like a, they're running nonstop. Um, and they bring back characters. So soap operas are designed that. Uh, as far as I can tell, I, I've watched a few that you could start watching. You, this soap opera has been running for 35 years. You could start watching this week, and by say five days in, you'll <laughs> roughly know what's going on. Wow. Uh, and then they do like I mean I I grew up watching Days of Our Lives with my mother and Stefano was murdered he was decapitated one time and came back like the man <laughs> and they would bring back these old characters you'd be like oh my god it's Roman Brady he has a new face because his face was destroyed in the last time that and they would just sort of like yeah this guy he's in to people who've watched wow. this, like oh my god that guy's back and the other people would be like no oh, I don't know who that guy is but whatever I can follow this story so I mean it maybe it is it may actually be sort of serialized it's interesting it doesn't happen more. Like in a in it, it certainly doesn't have more in like a Dickens book. I was right? just like, thinking Dickens. Yeah, you don't have those people come right? back. Like I mean, Dickens wrote serialized stories all in set in roughly the same time period in London. Like it's a shame that like like Little Nell doesn't like wander through Oliver Twist and like hey Oliver, <laughs> and they're like oh I know. no, it's Uriah Heep. Like yeah, <laughs> because people were consuming it rapidly. Yeah, and you you would think like the Dickens verse would have been a thing, you know that <laughs> right. like that that would have so what that's we're gonna happen is Dickens sucks. Oh, that's right. a great button, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> sucks. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What have you ever written?" I was like, "I wrote a Riley book on privacy, so I think we've <laughs> been in the same room." Um, right, John, rank this crap. There, yeah, there's 299 official Doctor Who television stories. We have ranked 126 of them. 
We are really barreling toward the midpoint here. We are. It's, it's exciting. I hope people, you know, when we bring back characters from our earlier episode, I guess just yes. Mike and, and Kim. Uh, like our people, delightful Germans. I think oh, they'll yeah. come back at some <laughs> well, point. It's just been 200 <laughs> episodes that I really enjoying this new fun. Mm-hmm. All right, I will go first. Um, I, 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 yeah, we'll probably have different yeah, we might. opinions on these. Um, That's what's so let's kill Hitler. Yeah. That's right. That's what entertains them conflict and intrigue uh let's kill hitler mm-hmm. i i just really enjoyed this <gasps> I, so i have it pretty high i don't it's not in my top 10 no but no. i was like this is this was very enjoyable and it's funny you say the rewatchability i was like i kind of would rewatch this one i don't know it's just the it's um, fast there's a lot of jokes and stuff coming at you it's it fast. moves quick and Rory punches hitler who doesn't want to watch that for an hour and while it is some plot moving forward it's actually satisfying moving forward aspects yeah. of the plot um so i had it um and it's funny as i was looking through the list i ended up putting it right next to this because it reminded me and i don't know why but similar to like uh smith and jones i was Mm -hmm. like i just kind of like that episode i know it's not the Mm -hmm. best episode ever you get to meet martha so it's maybe Mm -hmm. more pivotal um but i put it right below that so i have it ranked um 20 and uh 29th yeah um so pretty high um i enjoyed it i just really was kind of bored by terror of the zygons i get what you're saying but mm-hmm. i've watched other that it being kind of a just having all these trappings of a classic who episode mm-hmm. um and i'll have to think of the one i'm thinking of maybe was it robot um but there was other ones that had more of that feel to me this didn't this mm-hmm. was kind of boring to me mm-hmm. like it really drug on maybe if it was the same thing and it was only just like i don't maybe just like two episodes it really could have been a lot shorter yeah that's um, right. there's not I, a lot of plot so because it just drug on like that, I had it pretty low. Hmm. Um, I have it uh, 85, um, which is, you know, it's past the halfway point. Um, I put it just after the Impossible Astronaut Day of the Moon, hmm. put it above the Androids of Terra, the Ark State of Decay. But yeah, kind of lower down there. Just just didn't really grab me. I'll try to think hmm. of that one that I really loved. Uh, I guess it was Robot. Yeah, yeah you love Robot. I put way up high. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, the one that yeah, no. that to me had like similarly so when it had the the huge robot there mm-hmm. that's what i got out of the hand puppet sca- yeah. scares in right like, yeah, uh, yeah right. that was that moment for me it was like ah, this, big this, robot this is gonna be really around. interesting this is when when people listen to podcasts are like oh this is finally interesting uh <laughs> <laughs> so in mine uh i have let's kill hitler i have sort of towards the middle um i've got uh, upper upper half i've got it at number of uh, 48 which is really just a panic move we were about to start recording um <laughs> but it's a weird one for me it's yeah it's it's i it's, i like it it's entertaining it's sort of a, a a quip a minute kind of thing it's it's a very witty script uh it's it's another Stephen moffat many many ideas clearly advances the plot um there's nothing wrong with it um watched in sequence I, it, maybe that's it maybe it, it to me i think what this weakness is it is not a satisfying story to just if you just if you if someone was like hey i've never seen doctor who before you would never show them this story because they'd be like what the hell is sure, happening sure uh why is hitler in a closet who is that woman what is going on uh it doesn't it's it's not it's not its own story it's a very it's like it's an episode of a soap opera like it's got all these plot elements and it's trying to advance um but again a solid story so i got number 48 um around uh, 42 uh gridlock uh human nature family but serving that it's a good workman-like story terror of the zygons is one of those ones that's going to benefit from my history of the show which it's one that it's definitely one that i've seen hundreds of times um it is and i've got it right by robot i've got a number uh 15 because you i think you're absolutely right it's robot it, to me it's robot um or the, the similarities you see right it's sort of classic tom baker it's unit it's got the ridiculous special effect um uh but you know it is it is uh and we're gonna see this i think uh there's another one coming up uh soon pyramids of mars that we'll see and a few others uh which are um uh it is this particular uh, strain of Doctor Who, for lack of a better word, that is just like, it doesn't make any sense, but it's just damn good. <laughs> it's just like, they're all so committed to it. And whatever they're talking about, it's not right. It's all wrong, but it somehow is working. Uh, and this is in that category. Yeah. Like, uh, as I say, it's there is no plot. 
until the fourth episode where someone's like, oh, I guess we should give these people some motivation. <laughs> it's just like, oh, all right, there's an energy conference. Um, which, you know, it is, as, a, as a person who goes to a lot of academic conferences, to actually have them have any significance would be an amazing thing. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I've got a number uh, number 15. Um, I love the Zygons. I love the unit. I love Tom Baker. Uh, and it just it's in that 100% uh, Saturday afternoon comfort food for me. Uh, and I will say that I did when we went to Scotland, uh, for a week, uh, and we had a quiet afternoon where we were tired and we just wandering around. I absolutely 100% put this on the bird box and watched Terror of the Zygon in, <laughs> Scotland. in Scotland. It's the most okay. Scottish of all. The <laughs> all right. Well, I'll put it on the old supercomputer here. Boop, and boop, what, boop, boop. what we end up finding out is we have uh, let's kill Hitler at 32. All right, all right. Uh, so pretty close to my ranking. So clearly I'm yeah, more correct on that one. one. You've won this round. Mason. Terror of the Zygons about 51. That's um, a good spot for it. Middle of the pack, but it's a little bit higher than that. Um, Interesting. So uh, yeah. top, top half in the top half. All right, all right. By the way, just checking in on our rankings by doctor. Yeah. Um, we got here. We each here? both have Matt Smith still currently. No, no, I'm sorry. I have Matt Smith as my top doc. Um, you uh, still the third doctor still outranks everyone. And I know we've talked about this before because I don't think you necessarily I know you don't really have a favorite, but I don't think you mm. think of him as your favorite. But the episodes we've watched so far of him. You yeah, have ranked, I, I feel uh, like we've not done a ton of third doctor ones. I we've we've we probably haven't done as many as uh, of others, um, which is interesting. Um, but yeah. uh, of the new doctors, yeah, you know who yeah. we've ranked more yeah. completely. You do have him, Matt Smith, as your favorite of the new doctors. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And uh, you know, you know more of what's coming. I don't know if that'll change, but uh, I could see it still possibly getting overtaken by Tenant. But that would be, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but overall, it's by far. Um, Okay, well, we're all right. So we have, uh, I'm just looking ahead on the watch order here. Um, we are about, uh, we've got a few more episodes where we're, well, we've got a, we've got a little run of seven doctor, and then we've got one, uh, two, three, four, five, six of six of eight are third doctors. We are about oh. to hit a, a John Pertwee bonanza. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll so see if it holds out, up, people. Everyone just buckle up, buckle up your little podcast seat belts. If you, hopefully everyone's wearing a seat hopefully. belt while listening to this podcast. Be safe, please. If you're if you're probing, be yeah, safe. Do not do not, uh, do not probe without a seatbelt. You can check out which ones we're going to watch on the watch order. If you go yep. to our website mindprobe.show, you can see the watch order. You can also mm -hmm. see our rankings. You can split out John my ranking. You can make your own rankings. Yeah, you though entertain you can't... yourself endlessly on this website. Yeah, yeah. I'd, honestly, I don't know why people would leave it. I mean, I don't know. There's I no know. reason to go anywhere else on the web. That's it what should... we mainly see from our analytics. People, <laughs> yes, people, not a lot of people visit, but then they just stay. They <laughs> never leave. The Hotel California website. <laughs> um, so do that yeah. and also do subscribe it. to the podcast. Do um, please too. do tell your friends about the show if you enjoy it, because that's the only way yeah. the show uh, will, to will spread. We refuse to market ourselves. Someone offered in us a way. Super Bowl spot, and we said no. It, yeah, this this is either this is either grassroots or nothing. We're not going right. to shove this down America's throats. That's right. Uh, that's not how we roll. That's not how we roll. John, what do we have in store for next uh, episode? Well, it's going to get spooky. The next episode Ooh. is going to get spooky. We're gonna, so buckle up. Uh, 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 I, don't, I don't know what do you do. What do you do? Uh, sprinkle some incense. Um, sprinkle. Just, I don't think you sprinkle incense. Wave some incense. Sprinkle just holy water. in time. For Halloween, I mean, like way, way in time. Like yeah, you'll have so plenty of time. Yeah, you've got Halloween. a lot of, of leeway here. Um, it's some haunted houses. We're gonna be, we're gonna explore some haunted houses. Um, again, we're moving on in the Matt Smith, uh, Rory, um, uh, Amy years uh, to a story that actually was supposed to be in the first half of the season and it was bumped to the second half of the season, which is why it mentions absolutely nothing of this of running plot line. Um, uh, but the very spooky dolls uh, of Ugh. night terror. Ugh. Uh, and I've paired that with sort of the the seminal haunted house story of the classic series. We're gonna we're gonna visit Sylvester McCoy. It's been a while since we've seen our seventh Doctor Who, um, and this is actually has the distinction of being the last story ever recorded in the original series. It's not the oh. it's not the one ever final one broadcast, but the last one recorded. Uh, and this is the uh, Doctor and Ace as they meet the terror of ghost light. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ghost well. Light. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. 
Well, I'm looking forward to that, John, as always. We look forward to the next episode and the future. Yeah. We yeah. look forward to the future. Uh, we are recording this on the night that uh, the the U.S. Senate just passed a climate bill. So yeah. very yeah. exciting. Talk about so, a spooky house. Ooh. And it's a bunch of old dead people who vote. Yeah. Well, some <laughs> of them are alive. <laughs> some of them are alive. I don't know. That's the theory. That's the theory. <laughs> But it, so if you're listening to this and the climate is better, then that's probably why. Yeah, because we record these early. Yeah. So if you won't hear this like for a few weeks. Before, right. Yeah. Well, actually, you'll probably hear it tomorrow, right? Oh, that's true. Today? Yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. So today you hear this tomorrow. Hear. So the climate should already be improving. So well, if no, you know what, though? But it's not passed by the house yet. Oh. So, yeah. That'll take it. Way to go, Brandon. Oh, what is it we say? Let's go, Brandon. Nice job. Yeah, man. yeah. Nice, nice job. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, the gas prices have gone down. Right. Yes. I assume everyone's going to give Joe a lot of credit for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Big time. All the credit. He had COVID, <laughs> so obviously he wasn't, he wasn't responsible for it. It was probably uh, the well, vice president. The funny, the great thing I saw is, like, as the prices start to come down, there were, like, the dumb conspiracy nuts were like, oh, isn't it convenient that the prices came down right before the election? It's like, so wait, if he controls the prices... <laughs> Why would he put them up? And then, and if he's able to do that, why would Look, he be up in the first place? He's playing chess on so many levels oh, yeah. that you don't even know, no, right? I mean, what do you true. do? What do you you, you make a sandwich for your kids? Joe is really good. I don't, I, know. I don't know if you make your kids. Sandwich. I don't even. I haven't even done that. So <laughs> I mean, I'm really not even doing anything. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get to work on making these sandwiches. Mindprobe.show.